welcome to the Down to Fight Fire podcast. Uh, my name is Ash, and I'm joined by these two idiots. <laughs> my family of idiots. <laughs> I got Scott. Hey. And we have Todd. Hello. <clears throat> and we are back from a uh, brief hiatus, uh, because Todd's town was burning to the ground, as the social <laughs> media would have you know. Uh, but in all honesty, it, it was a... Uh, pretty interesting wildfire that was um, mm. right on the border, like all of the border, all of the border. Um, uh, to the town of Vesuvius, uh, which we'll get to in a moment here. Todd's got a lot of info, and then we all have a bit of a hand in it. And so. to be clear, nothing burned down. Nothing burned down. Other than some yeah. trees and forests. Yep. Forest. Yeah, on the Canadian side. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what happened in America. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but first, we'll get to uh, some news. So coming out of uh, California, um, there was a incident uh, where two helicopters uh, from Cal Fire uh, collided, um, obviously causing an accident. Uh, there was a Bell 407 and a, how do you say that, Sikorsky uh, S-64E. Um, they were working uh, the Broadway fire. It sounded like they had uh, six or so uh, air units out fighting the fire. Uh, Somewhere in the mix, there was an accident. Um, one of the helicopters was able to uh, put it down safely, uh, but the other, sadly, was not. Uh, and um, Division Chief Josh Biscoff, Captain Tim Rodriguez, and Pilot Tony Sousa uh, lost their lives. Um, yeah, so we just wanted to reach out uh, to anybody listening um, and give our condolences uh, to all of the uh, firefighters, uh, family, and anybody affected. Uh, that was the first uh, loss of life for Cal Fire in this season, uh, and it sounds like a pretty rare occurrence for them as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, sending out thoughts to those uh, that are affected, Def- definitely uh, sad, sad news to hear. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, unfortunately, it seems like it's this... Uh, it's a theme this year for wildfires, mm. right? <clears throat> you know, here in BC, we've had pretty unprecedented um, yes. events happen. I mean, it's our biggest fire season uh, in history for BC. Yeah. And then we've had uh, four deaths now um, yep. in the province. So, yeah, pretty uh, yeah, pretty sad event. But sure. like I said, our thoughts are with everyone. Yeah, for sure. Definitely takes it pretty close to home. I know when we saw the news, uh, we were coming back um, from a trip away, my uh, family, um, and we saw it in we you know, reached out right away to our group, because um, Todd's brother, which uh, we, mm-hmm. we spoke to, brother-in-law, mm-hmm. not a brother, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, flies for Cal, Cal Fire, so, yeah. uh, which we had on the podcast. Um, uh, so, yeah, we, we reached out right away uh, just to make sure that it, it uh, wasn't Dave, which, I mean, you know, happy for us and obviously, they yeah, not their fire base, but uh, some yeah. of them, I guess, on the, on the crew kind of knew of the people, sure, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, again, uh, thoughts going out to them. Sad state of affairs when you see something like that happen, so yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, moving on, Todd, why don't you talk to us about uh, what we were doing and then yeah. kind of how things uh, unfolded on the Eagle Bluff fire. Well, we uh, took off for the weekend, uh, heading up to the property, uh, doing some fishing mm-hmm. out on the lake. Decided, ah, bells, zip into cell service. Well, I think we, the precursor was, hey, look at that, uh, that big smoke cloud over there. Yeah, <laughs> so as we're driving down the lake, you can see the smoke cloud, and we're like, oh, yeah, look at that, eh? The way it looked, oh, it, was, it, it looked like north. Like, it looked fair, fairly north, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we zip into cell service <clears throat> just for a minute. I wasn't even going to go. And then Lisa's mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, just head in. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't worry, why not? Phone starts blowing up. Going, yeah, mine's going, going off. off. Everything's going off. And you know, trying, then I'm trying to dial out to an officer or somebody in the department to see what's going on. And, and I couldn't get any any signal to work. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, shit was crashing. But, uh, yeah, so we, um, actually, I think it was around 8 o'clock. Yeah, I think it was time. Yeah. yeah. About 8 o'clock, we started getting the notification where we were uh, that... Uh, there's large fire that happened, started in the States, pushed up across the border in, into Osuyas and Canada. And uh, basically it's now threatening part of the town and half the town on the east side of the valley is under order or evac um, alert. Mm-hmm. So we, of course, decided that we, we got to go back. So uh, we headed back right away. Pretty crazy pictures and uh, images that were coming down the mountain, seeing the mm-hmm. smoke, seeing the column of smoke, and then... As it got darker, the fire line, you could see that 
uh, organized flame front right in the subdivision. Well, and then also like looking to the south, like past the border. Yeah. That was like, oh, that's a long way away. Yeah, I mean, that was what I think for me was the craziest thing because like when, when you're coming into town uh, from Todd's property down into Asuyas, you can see like up, up and down the valley pretty far. Mm-hmm. And there's like a, a definitive mark where the our border crossing is. So that you know, okay, Canada from that massive building and pro, you know area to the north is all us. Yeah. But when it's getting dark, you kind of lose that in the whole mix. And it was this organized flame front as far as you can see, wrap, mm-hmm. you know, wrapping around the mountainside to your left, like to the south. And then now it's walking heavily towards the north, which is right up into you know multiple um, like heavily inhabited areas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, Basically, the, the way the sequence of events kind of went, uh, so that after Saturday afternoon, um, our fire chief got notified of a fire uh, that started down in the States. Um, it was a number of kilometers away at that point. Um, and BC Forestry advised him and said, hey, we're going to go up and do a, a recce in the chopper. Do you want to come? So he went in with them. They went for a flight. Of course, they couldn't cross uh, the international Visible line there, so they kind of kind of hovered. Yeah, and the aircraft just starts aiming at them. Kind of hovered and watched it. Like vision, <laughs> and it was pushing north pretty good. It was very windy, uh, so they said, "Okay, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming." So start getting the plan together. So they went and landed. Uh, they put out a message to all the members, um, updating, "Hey, there's large uh, fire, uh, probably going to cross the border and come into our area. We need to know everybody's availability." Um, and then moments after that, it was like, okay, everybody mustered to the hall. Uh, they've already been working on a plan um, of what, kind of what to do, where that fire was coming in. Uh, so when it kind of came in from the south, um, there's a lot of sagebrush and higher up trees and pine and fir and stuff. And then uh, we've got this kind of little subdivision that sits up fairly high up. Um, so that was that was the biggest threat where it was coming. Um, yeah, so from there... I think we're now getting close to seven, seven o'clock. They deployed everybody. They started going up there doing uh, tactical evacuations and uh, evacuation orders door to door with uh, police and forestry. And then quickly realized that, no, it's that wind is pushing hard towards them. So they had to do a, a boat face and start actually um, setting lines and patrolling for hot spots. They're trying to get the ember storm come in. Uh, it was pretty strong uh, wind from the south. So. Yeah, so that was uh, just around 7. Uh, and then, of course, they were in the fight for about an hour um, when we got the notification. Uh, we arrived 9, yeah, I think so. about mm-hmm. 9 o'clock. Uh, and I said, so I, I had my fishing boat in the back and paddle boards and <laughs> fishing rods. And so to Scott, I was like, okay, we're going to see what's happening. As we're coming down the mountain, I radioed the chief said, hey, I'm just coming to town. Where do you want me? He said, just, just come up to the golf course. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. at first, we uh, one reason why I jumped in your truck is because we thought we were just going to go to your hall. Because the way it looked like they were just going to get, because exactly. we didn't know all this was going on. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll come to you. Ashley's going to go back to our hall, grab his gear. I happen to have my gear in my truck. And I was just going to come sit in your hall and just maybe get a ride back with Ash if, mm-hmm. if everything was well, okay. And, and we <laughs> talked. We're like, okay, well, because all the messages, my messaging basically stopped at muster at the hall. Yeah, yeah, and, that's, and, and yeah. then then wildfire. Everything was labeled wildfire. We had no comms, and nobody was answering their phone. I couldn't get a phone call out until we hit a suyas. I think when we crested the hill is when we were like, "Okay, this isn't a set the whole kind of day." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, we had that conversation. Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, we had the conversation in the truck. We're like, "Okay, like, I'll, we'll go to the hall if you need. You can take my truck from there, and I'll figure out rides <clears> and stuff afterwards. <throat> and then if you guys go back up camping or go up back home to Oliver or whatever, we'll f- make it work, right?" Yeah. And uh, so then I'm like, okay, no, this is this is happening. So we got to go up to the golf course in my truck, and I'm pretty low on fuel too. And I was like, man, I don't want to be driving around in my fishing boat and something hanging on the back. So we're like, okay, race home. We launch out of the tr- out of the out of the truck. I think we went up his driveway. We didn't really touch the gravel on the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coming in hot. Um, <clears throat> we ditched, ditched the fishing boat right quick, and then it's. Said so Scott, it's like, yeah, I just grab my forestry gear at Hall Two, just just below my house, little ways, and flying down there. I'm thinking, Matt, I'm gonna need fuel. Like, if I'm gonna be driving around my truck for the next couple hours up there doing something, I'm gonna need some fuel. And I look at the gas station. There's six fucking lanes of cars <laughs> lined up. It was like Armageddon. Pure panic, Armageddon. People are trying to get the fuck out of a serious freaking out, and it's like, oh, okay, this is gonna be 
horrible. So we pull up, open the door, and here is like this fucking light shining on the second command truck sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, yes! Okay, rip my truck into the bay. I'm grabbing all the of stuff, knocking the, yeah, knock the, the shit in the back of the truck. Then we got on comms and, and raced up there. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so when we arrived, so it sounds like the guys, um, like the, the southern street, uh, there's a couple of key intersections where they had everything strategically kind of placed, <clears throat> and they had some bladders dropped previously in other areas of the subdivision as well for kind of tactical water sources. Um, and But the nice, the saving grace was there's hydrants everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's a. Um, and they're all on the side of the fire side. They're not. Well, most, most, yeah, for the most part, part yeah. they're on the fire side. They never uh, in like half a mile away. They were just, no, there. This, yeah, the subdivision was, was thought out pretty well for hydrant stuff. There was lots of water sources. Um, of course, our instant command team was working with the town, and they had all the pumps on, and things were things were good for the water source. Like this yeah. was the best case scenario: fire coming in, threatening the subdivision, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, there is trucks lined up with with connections to the hydrants and hoses out there they beat the fire down pretty good uh that first kind of hour as it came up to the first um, handful of houses along the subdivision it came up right beside them they're able to knock everything down saved everything and then they kind of deployed through there mm-hmm. um we seemed like we arrived just as they were wrapping up kind of that, that first that, zone southern yeah, flank yeah, or southern, southern head flank. i guess for the head. and then they started kind of moving resources around um on that i guess just back up that task force deployed that's right. Yeah. So the, the task force is the new thing. It's a regional task force. Yeah. Um, so no, it, it was it was the first time it's ever been deployed. So what what it was was um, there's trucks from from the region that have been that have been asked to uh, be ready. So um, like we have our tender involved, um, and then some other guys have an engine, and somebody else has a bush truck. So I think there's six or seven apparatus in this task yeah. force, and then. Um, I was actually talking to the guy in charge of the task force. So he said, yeah, he got the phone call from forestry that said, Hey, you got that task force ready? Um, and he goes, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we got it. Yeah. We're, we have everybody, we have everybody planned out. He goes, yeah, there's this fire that just crossed the, uh, the border. Um, we'll, we'll probably need it. And he's like, Oh, what do you want to activate? He's like, Oh, like, I mean, like we need it. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah. And by probably, I mean like we need it and we need it now. <laughs> yeah. So, so they got gathered everything together. But because it's the first time, I think that no one really knew. Because usually, when we get deployed on a forestry call on a forestry deployment, it's kind of like the fire's already been happening for a day or two. So it's more organized. So the camp's already there. Everybody had like the chain of command. Everything's already there. So the task force actually got ahead of everybody else. I guess they were arrived, and no one really knew where to go. Like forestry was was there, but they weren't like mm-hmm. they weren't prepped for this task force. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. There was no. There was a very little comms with you guys. Yeah. So I think hopefully there's. A, debrief on that like hey yeah. these are some ways we can tweak things um one good thing about the task force i think it took some pressure off you guys on your uh what when your western flank yeah because they literally like um engine in each apparatus they, in they each, set up shop yeah. in that kind of western flank where that's uh, cul-de-sac goes yeah and uh yeah that was all their apparatus and we had all of ours on, on that uh, south yeah. end mm-hmm. because that task force is run by by the forestry guys so yeah. they go where they're told and they don't tie into hydrants and um mm-hmm. because that's just the way um they're trained because they don't want to they don't want to overtax the town's resources because yeah. they don't. And then also they, like they said, well, we don't they really don't know. know. Yeah. They, they don't know the town's resources. Like, yeah. well, see, this is a well-established town, but you go to some other places and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you turn the hydrant on the head falls off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're liable for any damages or yeah. Yeah. something dry, right, as well. So there's yeah. no financial worries. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we, I mean, we, we spun by the task force and, uh, helped a little bit with them, uh, setting some lines up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they had their thing going, uh, their task force leader at that time was actually one of the guys who basically wrote the book on this kind of work. Mm-hmm. So we're like, yeah, <laughs> we just kind of left. Yeah. I went up, uh, I said hi to him real quick. Yeah. And, uh, cause I know I was talking to our chiefs, uh, uh earlier and it was the same thing. It's like, there was not a whole lot of communication mm-hmm. to the two. So I thought, well, I'm going to put a bug in his ear and be like, Hey, RS Command Post is up here. Mm. Reach out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was, of course, busy on the phone and everything. But um, yeah, like for for the most part, like it wasn't bad. Like we, um, so our role, because I, I was in the other command truck, um, I was tasked with kind of doing some more uh, tactical patrols. With you. So you and I kind of stuck together. We grabbed a couple other firefighters as they rolled in late to the hall. We threw in some piss cans in the truck. Yeah. And um, cooler of water and stuff, and then I started writing your command board, not throw because you were driving like Todd drives. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Very safe, <laughs> professional. Yeah, yes. very safe, yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
notes. Gotta write notes. <laughs> well, that's so that yeah. So yeah. on the note thing did, is, did you read my notes later? Right there, so no, you're writing. Fuck, first line. Well, I'm also the truck trying to like write stuff. And I'm like, what's the name of that street? I don't know. Yeah. But it, it was really helpful because you know you're sitting there driving, and so you were in jump making those notes of, of the directions where we're going for, and then we had to head out north into the industrial area because there was concern about embers and stuff coming in that area. Mm-hmm. So we went and got eyes on that for command and, and kind of relayed that. Uh, and we did a little bit of back and forth between the two for a while and then just kind of filled the gaps where we kind of were asked to go. Um, and then we got you guys sent down for uh, an engine company. For yeah, company. yeah. so that, that worked out well. Um, so I'll, while you guys are out doing your thing for the first 30, 30, 40 minutes, yeah. uh, I raced back to town and I blasted into the hall and, uh, two, two of our guys, I actually, just cause we were texting, um, uh, Kevin, um, I was like, Hey, like what's going on? Like what's happening in Oliver? Like what's the scoop? And he's like, Oh, Brett and I are just heading down to the hall. Like just, we're kind of seeing what Facebook is saying. And it looks like it's getting pretty busy. The whole town's burned down. Yeah. So <laughs> this, Facebook this comes back to the Facebook updates, right? Like, it sounds like it's right in town. Like, it's it's terrible. Yeah. Like, structures are getting lost. Like, it's just a gong show. Gas stations aren't on fire. Yeah. So, so they're like, e, we're going to get a call for sure. Let's go down the hall. So as I'm – so he's, like, texting me, and I'm trying to, like, talk to text as I drive. So finally I just phone him. And I'm asking questions about, like, hey, like, what's our plan? Do we have, like, a, a crew established? Do we have people there? He's like, hang on. And he passes the phone over, and then the chief comes out. I'm like, oh, hey, hey, chief. Uh, hey, just so you know, like, yeah, so this is what's going on. I'm at Road 18. Uh, blasting back home right now. I'm, I'm going to go report directly to the hall. Um, sounds like, like, you know, you guys are there. He's like, oh, no, we actually met. He met them at um, just they were at the mall doing something. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, like we met there. We're on our way to the hall right now. Uh, we're going to go make sure the engine and the bush tractor both topped up with fuel. Um, I'm like, yeah, perfect. Cause you know, we don't know what you guys need. So mm-hmm. let's go and get things, you know, as perfect as possible. Make sure all of our packs are geared up, make sure, um, you know, all of the fittings are where they're supposed to be. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Perfect guys. I'm, I'm 10 minutes away. Because at this point, traffic was already crazy trying to leave Asuyas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I'm, I made really good time coming into Asuyas, and then I made really poor time from Asuyas to Oliver. So I already knew that, you know, the chief was there, and, like, he was switched on already, uh, and then two of our really awesome guys are there. So I'm like, hey, great. You know, there might be another captain there. I, I have no idea, but I'm going to go and help in any way that I can. So I get there, and at that point, it's just the, the three of us. And I've been monitoring your guys' comm channel basically since I crested coming into Asuyas. And we start to hear the, like, yeah, we could use another guy. We could use another team. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, like, it's coming soon. So, like, the cheeky text out, like, hey, buddy, sounds like they <laughs> meet another guy. Yeah. It just so happens me and three of my closest buddies are ready to help you out right now. Um, so, like, all jokes aside, that was all, like, that all just kind of happened. You know, it was fluid. Like, yes, we need some more help. Hey, like, what's our options here? And at that point, I think uh, one of your chiefs is like, hey, like, what are options? And you're like, well, I know Oliver has a, a crew that's staffed at the mm-hmm. mall just, just in case on standby. So the, the mutual aid request came in. So I heard it come in. So at that point, then um, I said to the guys, Brett was actually, he had a really long day. So he was trying to have a bit of a rest. So I'm like, hey, it's ready to go. Uh, the page is going to be coming in. So, yeah, it comes in mere uh, moments later. And even at that point, they cast us out to where we're supposed to go. Uh, oh, no, sorry. They didn't yet. Yeah, they didn't say where. They just said, go down to Asuyas. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was giving your, your fire hall as an address. Yeah. So we didn't know where, but you were already kind of telling us at that point. Because at that point now, we're, we're, we're texting a bit back and forth saying, like, where are we going to be needed? Um, so no, I think I called you because uh, he was busy. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Scott calls and says, it sounds like you guys are going to go up to the, the industrial park. <clears throat> so we ended up getting a few extra people. I mean, I think we, we got more, but we got a few people come in really quick. Um, we got one of our uh, newer members who has, has actually been out on deployment um, up north at the very start of the fire season. So has a little bit of experience, but nothing on an engine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like very, very eager. So I'm like, yeah, we have a wicked crew here. So we start to respond down. And I, I think it's funny because like Brett's driving eh? and he's like, 
should we be going like routine to this or code three? I'm like, no, man. Like the town is literally on fire. Like we gotta get there. He's like, you watch Facebook? Yeah, on <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, buddy. Uh, well, so and, and sorry, but but on that too, like just so people understand, like basically, so the border, uh, like oh, serious, it, it's there's, there's a big lake right in the middle of it. You got the east side of town, and the west side of town, and the border. Everything from the border all the way up to Highway 3, which kind of runs Highway 97, heads due north, and Highway 3 forks off up through the mountains. That entire east side was on order and then alert all the way to the water. Yeah, yeah so, so it's like not a couple people. Like half the town. Yeah, like thousands half of people. Yeah, and it's uh, not a long weekend, but it was a weekend. It's the weekend yeah. before a long, a long weekend, <laughs> yeah. like a busy so, weekend. So thousands of people in town. Yeah, so yeah. there was, I, guess, I can't remember the exact <laughs> order at first. I want to say there was like 500 homes or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, somewhere around there, don't quote me on it, just maybe just under, uh, was the initial order. And then the alert was massive right yes. next to it on the yeah. outside of the highway. <laughs> Um, but then it already people started piecing out and buggering off. Well, right? the, the old folks own the stuff. That yeah, we so then, yeah. yeah, so on that too, though, so that now we have a massive care home there that, that had to be evacuated. So uh, the ambulance, actually, my buddy and uh, unit chief in Oliver, he came down and steerheaded that. So Victor was down uh, running the show, you know, Sui. He really helped him out that night. He's right by. Hey, I'm not going to work tomorrow. <laughs> He's going to sleep. <laughs> like, I can't even handle that right now. <laughs> <It's just amazing. laughs> But yeah, so they, they evacuated everybody. So there was eight city buses there and then brought in multiple ambulances from other, other places in case we yeah. needed them as well. So, I mean, all that stuff, I don't even know what all happened. I was so focused on the fire side of things. Yeah. But, uh, like, there's a ton of moving parts that happened here. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah. So anyway, so, yeah, I say let's run code three. Uh, he's pumped. We're all pumped. And, uh, like, we always chat about when you're going to a call, like, it's really important to like keep a level head and like not not get you know your crew stoked or whatever right and we're coming around the corner and just knowing the crew that i had as we crest and you can start to see this this massive like fire front it was so big i just kind of look over Woo! <laughs> and everybody's like yeah and then now they're pumped right <laughs> Because I knew, okay, like we're not going to be getting thrown right in the ship. So, like, once everybody calms back, back down. Okay, you guys are going to respond up to 115th or whatever. Okay, okay perfect. So, psh, we go and be up there. And then, ooh. Yeah, then it's like, <laughs> oh, it's so far away. <laughs> yeah, name. But, like, the nice thing about that for your crew is, okay, you got a good crew that's going to be watching yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, forestry was beetling around. Um, a sprinkler protection crew actually came in kind of mm-hmm. ha- halfway through. Um, and then... A, um, a heavy equipment team came in and caught a huge fire guard. Yeah. So all of this is happening while we're going around uh, doing some tactical patrols, uh, checking water supply. <laughs> so we did, <laughs> man, some shit water out of the one, oh, yeah. out of the one hydrant, like way way at the top. So like, well, let's flush it, get it ready, get it dressed, um, and like while we're in the area, we'll just leave it dressed. So it'll get great. So we flush it, and of course, like. 90% of the people leave. And there's this one guy kind of beetling around. And I'm like, hey, man, we're going to flush this hydrant. It's his house, right? We're, we're going to flush this uh, hydrant. Oh, okay, cool. No, like, you're in the way. Like, we're about <laughs> to flush the hydrant. He takes, like, five or six steps back. Hey, buddy. And then Brett's like, hey, man, like, you're going to get wet. He's like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, no. This is going to spray out, like, 100 feet. This is like a garden hose. We're flushing the hydrant here, right? He's like... Okay, takes another like fifteen steps back, and I'm like, oh, "Well, I figured out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. So like, okay, so yeah, and like as you're slowly opening, he's realizing now that. he's like, "Oh, this is a bad idea." So he gets out of the way, <laughs> but of course, as this is happening, it's like ripping up some of his like gravel and stuff, and like we try to divert it as best as possible. But at the end of the day, some gravel or a massive fire. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh shit!" So now he's out of the way. So we had that all prepped. We got our truck prepped for uh, bump and run. So we had everything ready to rock, and then we sat there, and we did a little patrol, and then we sat there, and then we played around. It just what it was in a mobile home community, yeah. um, and it's gated. Yeah, it's two, two gated communities. There. Nobody had the code for, and we see one of the RCMP members comes in, who's on foot. Yeah, he's literally on foot. He gets control. dropped off. So like, I'm like, I just see this guy walking up or whatever, right? I'm like, oh, hey man. Uh, this is the deal. He's like, hey, how many people are left in there? I'm like, I think we're probably running like 90% evac. There's a couple people here and here that I saw. He's like, okay, I'm going to go do another loop. I'm like, okay, sweet. Uh, we'll, we'll make room for your cruiser. He's like, no. 
<laughs> what do you mean, no? He's like, ah, I just got dropped off. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So if this yeah. thing really turns south, I'm jumping in your truck. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm taking it with a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this truck. <laughs> I'm gearing fire truck, right? <laughs> so, all right. So we actually rig up, if you ever want to make sure one of those gates open, we went into our med kit and got some, uh, just some tape. And we taped over the sensor. So oh, it yeah. always felt like there was some, something in the way. So the gate stayed, stayed open. Um, so we stayed there for a while. And at, at this point... I'm like, yeah, no, this is not coming. So I start getting back all the Four days later it came. (laughs) Yeah, four days later it was there. I mean, it was close, and Mm. winds would have made things. It looked like it was. Yeah, like it could. There was major possibility. So having protection there was the right move. But just watching how that that wind was progressing once the sprinkler team was in place, and then forestry was getting set up to be there. Um, And then that, you know, obviously with the uh, cat, cat guard, it was, I mean, it was not coming anytime soon. And if people had to shuffle down there, there would have been time. Uh, so that information was given up to you guys. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, mobbed up towards the golf course area where we got put into the fight. Yeah. And and on that too, like there's, there's so many moving parts to this big event. Like there's all this heavy equipment group already staged <laughs> and a water group forming, you know, down by the high school. Then there's mm-hmm. heavy equipment out by you guys in the industrial area. The cat guards start pushing in. They started bringing in feller bunchers to clear yeah. another trees. Um, and then the saving grace was we had that huge wind shift. Yes. Yeah. So it, it did, a, did a 360 and started blowing south back onto itself, mm-hmm. which was good timing. Um, would have been nice to know if they would we're going to let us know they're going to do a controlled ignition. So <laughs> uh, uh, things got a little hot again for us after they did their ignition. Um, but that, that helps so much for sure, man. Cause if it was blowing hard North, how it was in the original light, oh, it, it, it would have been, kept, kept right been up by you guys. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think with that wind shift and then like where that one subdivision is, it kind of runs and like circles around a bit of a knob. Yeah. And so it burns, it burns itself <laughs> Northern and then that wind shifted. So now it's pushing itself back, yeah. which is mostly on the black which was great, mm-hmm. but there was still this huge knob that was unburnt. So now yeah. it's, it wasn't quick, but it was it was blowing back and then creeping towards, mm-hmm. I mean, there was 20 structures that needed to be protected. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the move there. Uh, so yeah, that's where we got tasked to uh, run out some lines and did a little structure triage and made, made, made sure everything was safe. Uh, luckily, it was a pretty new build. Um, so there wasn't a lot of stuff out, out mm-hmm. outside, which is great. Um, yeah, when Todd was uh, setting up with the command, I was doing um, like triaging for him, mm-hmm. so I had all these notes. And, um, yeah, moving some barbecues and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we got bumped over from command um, to kind of that that western flank where the subdivision is up against the the the, the mountain there. And um, as the other guys were starting to demold the other areas and bring their their engines over to us, uh, that's when Scott like, going down to a quick little triaging of the houses i kind of went uh, south from our point yeah. and then we met the other crews and, and had a good mm-hmm. conversation with their team leads and again then everybody did great they set up and waited for the fire to burn to us and because we're on hydras they started flowing a ton of water just increasing that humidity wet yeah. everything down nicely to them and it was mm-hmm. yeah pretty, was pretty good we uh, had good that. embers we had that. yeah there were some really good embers yeah. coming in like that if we didn't have all you guys hooked up to water supply uh, yeah, definitely would have heightened um, mm-hmm. kind of that whole feeling. Um, we weren't attached to a hydrant because um, we came up to the area a little later in the game. Uh, so we were acting a little more like the task force would have. Yeah. So um, when we got deployed up there, I went and had a quick face-to-face with your chief. Uh, so Corey and I had a quick chat. And he's like, hey, I want you guys to protect kind of these two structures. These are going to be yours. Okay, perfect. So I'm like, I'm just going to run one hand, hand line out. Uh, forestry, and then we'll have one kind of back of the truck yeah. in case we have to rip down the hill to the next structure if we can't quite reach for this or just for us, yeah. right? He's like, okay, great. Um, now it's kind of the last time that I, I seen him until the face to face once we all got demobbed out of there for the night. But everybody else is out there flowing water because they've got all the water in the world. Yeah. And here's my my crew, like, uh, <laughs> uh, I sure wish we were flowing water. And like, yeah, you, didn't you know, need to though. But yeah. we yeah, we didn't need to. So yeah. we we were there literally like I went and had a chat with uh with, with Ty and we're chatting about like you know trigger points and like like when are we gonna be worried? Mm-hmm. And I picked this one little group of like shrubs or whatever, maybe like thirty feet from 
the back edge of the uh, property. And I'm like, ah, when the fire gets there, we'll start worrying about it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's pretty close. <laughs> I think Kev was like, double that distance. Ah, it's going to be my trigger point way out there. And I'm like, well, yeah, we can be worried about it there, but we're <laughs> going to wait for it to come here. Yeah. Like, we don't have the luxury of being on the never-ending supply of water, so let's let it burn down to us. Again, like, if we if we don't, there's going to be all this fuel yeah. that we're going to have to worry about later. I'm like, we don't have that kind of luxury, so let's just let it come come on down. Oh, okay, great. So I get done having that chat, and then a little surprise in the evening, I start walking back, and here's this group of forestry people just kind of chilling out on the back deck of this house. So I'm like, oh, I'll go and see what their plan is if they're going to be setting up shop here as well. Is that the documentary? Yeah. So I walk up, and like, it's dark. Like, it's, now it's like yeah, 11.30. Yeah, maybe midnight or whatever, right? So I'm like walking up, and all of a sudden I start to see some light around. I'm like, oh, hey there. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> walk over here all professional uh, they're filming and I'm like what the fuck are they doing here so I kind of walk walk around to the side and wait and they're chit-chatting and then they're done they're like oh hey, hey yeah we got this deal with BC Forestry we can go around they're like we're this film crew for whatever and we're like we have, very well marked. yeah we have <laughs> special permission to be here and I'm like cool man uh, so like you're nothing with the fire nope okay see ya so I go back to my to my crew yeah, like so. There's this film crew dressed in full forestry gear, so like it looks like they're supposed to be yeah. there. So well, I, kind of, they weren't in full. They weren't. They weren't in official uniforms. Yeah, because that's what uh, I, <laughs> your chief was like. Who are those guys? <laughs> and he starts yelling at them, and I think what because it, it looked like some guys pretended to be forestry guys. Yes, because they weren't dirty. They didn't have. I don't think they had flashes. They didn't on. have any flashes. So they looked like they were oh. just kind of. They kind of threw some gear on and Good stuck it in this fire, there. and they yeah. like. Good enough to pass the odd guy who's fighting a fire, and they walk yeah. by like, "Oh, those are forestry guys." And they have a massive camera, and everyone's kind of like, "Okay." So that almost turned into a yeah. <laughs> like a little bit of an issue. So they did have I, I but then the forestry guys the one with. yeah. So they did have one liaison that was yeah. there yeah, with with BC Forestry, um, and like they had the full flash, and like they were yeah like, yeah. Because I didn't talk to actually that was a guy that uh, came to our seminar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at that point, then I'm like, man, you should give a guy. Bit of a heads up, says, so walk up, look, you know, looking like a jackass when you're filming. <laughs> right? He's like, oh no, you said hello or whatever, and then you stood there professionally. I'm like, yeah, I get it, but like, you know, in the heat of the moment, like, man, it's fucking shit over here. <laughs> it's like, does that tell them sometimes you chat when things yeah, are elevated, right? right? Be good TV. It'd be great, great TV. <laughs> Here's some idiot from all over swearing his ass about Yeah, this is the real deal here. Um, it's like, uh, do you mind signing this waiver? I'm like, what? Is that a waiver? Yeah. Huh. So like, yeah, you're probably gonna be on film. So I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. I'm I like, yeah, waiver. They're filming me. I didn't send a waiver. Oh shit. <laughs> probably because I walked up like right in the middle of one of their spiels. Oh. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you're gonna get this guy walking up like an idiot. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, those guys fucked off, which is good, and kind of got in other people's <laughs> way later on. Not way, but yeah, like stumbled their way onto some other. Yes. Yeah, would would have been nice to know. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quick heads up. Again, like. There's an information officer somewhere. Just reach out. I, I don't know. That's kind of that breakdown between the like, BC Forestry and the local authority. Um, in the heat of the moment. In, yeah. in the heat of I the think, moment. Yeah, eventually right? it flushes itself out. Yeah, yeah so everything ends up getting told. But uh, in that heat of the moment, there's so many things that are happening. So di- so dynamic that, like, this is happening, this is happening. And sadly, like, like which we, we fell back on the enemy fire. Um you're kind of the last to know in the early stages yeah. because they don't like, they don't want to tie into you because mm-hmm. you guys are doing your own thing for like the betterment of your community yeah, exactly. where they're doing their thing, like bigger picture. Yeah. Right. So they kind of leave the local authority to do what they have to do mm-hmm. um, and not tie, tie into you. They'll obviously not use you as a resource. Um, maybe give a, a little bit of direction, <clears throat> but er, you know, early stages, yeah, it's generally the local authority to do, yeah. whatever they want because it's yeah. their area and they have all the inside info and yeah I mean it was an awesome night um, a lot of really awesome work from a lot of people mm-hmm. um, was really really happy to, to be able to make it back and uh, to go and like you know hopefully contribute to making a difference um, yeah. it was an awesome outcome for for uh, you know your ass's town yeah I was really proud uh, well and everybody was really proud of uh, all of our guys um, and all your guys that came down and worked with us as well. Um, you know, we had a lot of newer people, um, right up there on the line and just yeah. picked up 
right away. Mm -hmm. Like they, yeah, a lot of a lot of things happening in the initial phases of the fire, mm -hmm. um, but it sounds like it worked really well. Yeah, um, and then of course after that initial night, then we jumped right into sending a team out the next morning. So we had an engine and, and tender go out uh, from our town. We got mixed into the forestry task force. Uh, they kind of sucked us in that day. They wanted us up there for some local knowledge yep. up to Kapula States, which is the next little community, which is out of our fire district. Mm -hmm. uh, but we do highway rescue in that area. Um, so we got sucked up there for that day. Um, well, and then that's truly, because yours is like, interface yeah yeah that's like truly intermixed yeah mm. like houses inside tree lines and oh, there's yeah. no like definitive there's a slight definitive line where the houses and the trees are but it's basically the houses and the trees yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and there's and it's you know rural so it's like house like five yes, four yes. acres yeah. house, so it's no like no good water sources yeah there's no water like sources like shitty stinky lake at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's that gets back in the realm of like, okay, bump and run yeah. for fire tactics. Like, yeah, those exactly. Kind of things. And that's what we end up doing right away with the rest of the task force. Um, was just all the bump and run patrols. We we're getting familiar with uh, the houses, sprinkler protection trailers and teams were coming up, setting up, and then we're just filling up ladders and stuff and yeah. getting a lay of the land where our evacuation routes will be and go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, our, our truck was on that for the last, well, we're still on it yeah. Yeah. tomorrow. Tomorrow's a demob day, but it's um, yeah. And in Forestry, at one point, they they did a control burn, yes. Which again, Facebook kicks off. Oh my god, it's, it's gonna burn. It's getting away from them. It's getting away from them. Yeah, and they they're did. always about every time they do a control burn. There's always the the Facebook experts. Oh, those things are dangerous. They're gonna turn. It's gonna it's gonna turn terrible. It was. I never see anyone afterwards go. Oh, that, that was amazing. Like they're always yeah. like, yeah. Well, Lucky. This time it worked out. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. So two huge control burns. That yeah, that was that like day. yeah. Um, they did one on the, uh, was it the far north east corner, um, over by the farmlands on the side yeah. of the mountain and burnt off mm -hmm. the cat guard there. But then, uh, the big one that caught everybody's eye, of course, was the one by the side of the highway. Yeah. Up the valley. Yeah. I think they did another little one, the hotshot crew from the States came up did another smaller one. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, cause then back they did by a ranch. Yeah. By Kapula as well. Yeah. So, yeah. but that worked perfectly. Like it, yeah. it looked yeah. like, it looked like a volcano for, the night and then mm -hmm. the next day it was like nothing. That's great. Yeah, he woke up the next smoke. morning and it's like, oh, here's just this yeah. black and hardly any smoke. Yeah. Then yeah. it starts kicking off again because the heat. But yeah, it, it was great. Those controlled burns worked really well. Uh, they had a lot of heavy equipment up there. Yeah. Um, a lot of helicopters, a lot of bombers, one hell of an air show going on, that's yeah. for sure. Well and then one of the things the guy said, uh, we we had a briefing whatever day I went up there and he said, you know, we were talking to the forestry guys and because really structural protection is still a fairly new thing. Like, obviously, they always infrastructure protection, but it used to be, like, uh, the firefighters, like, those guys with the engines, they do their thing, and we do our thing. That mm -hmm. was always a divide. And then, um, now that we've been worked in over the last, I want to say 10 years, I don't think it was really any, not, not too much before that. I think there was some. Yeah, like, yeah. 10, 15 years. Um, they said, we wouldn't have tried that, that big of a burn that long ago, but now that we have these structural protection teams, like sprinklers, like mm -hmm. the lines of defense or the cat lines, and sprinklers, and then then us and our task force, all our engines lined up, and all the water sources and some water supplies. Yeah, they said we're more comfortable doing that now because we know the protections there. Yes. Um, whereas back in the day, it was like there was no sprinklers. I think sprinklers are where we're like, what do we need sprinklers for? Yeah, you do, you do a big backburn, big big ignition. <laughs> you never know. You're at Mother Nature's uh, mercy there for what's yeah. going to happen. So yeah, I mean, know. there's a shit shit ton of science that goes yeah. goes into it, like you know, reading weather and blah blah blah. But but not having all those resources. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they, uh, Kevin was up there when the back burn was coming down the hill at, at them, and uh, they just they started the control burn prescribed. What they call it now? Yeah. <laughs> they changed the name. Um, he said, "Yeah, just at one point they they had a trigger point. They turned on all the sprinklers. Yeah, and then the tenders were busy because they're just filling bladders." And then it literally burned up to where it was supposed to, and it stopped. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, you know, hats off to all those uh, ignition specialists, too, that have that job and make that decision to pull the trigger, because that's yeah. going to be stressful. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Which, it, there, it was planned for the previous day, mm -hmm. and then they kind of waited it out, you know, waited it out, and the weather didn't turn out to be favorable, so they put the kibosh on it until the following day, and then the weather was favorable, mm -hmm. uh, and obviously it, it worked out well, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be a super stressful. I mean, that's when they go wrong, they can go wrong big because mm -hmm. it's, they, they light these massive 
backwards. And, um, it looks crazy, but when it works, it's, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, and like, there's a ton of science that goes along to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a great idea when everything works out, but when it doesn't now that's on somebody who made that call. So I'm sure there's heavy, heavy stress that goes along with that. So yeah, exactly. awesome. Everything worked out well there. Um, yeah, so that was it. This kicked off on the 29th. We're, we're getting demobed on the 8th of August. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, the 8th. So we're going to get broken down on the 8th. Um, which, uh, yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty good fight. Um, lots and lots of resources from all over the province. So, like, you know, we always chat about, like, in your service, how um, when these things kick off, you're, you know, shifting resources around. Yeah. For coverage, very much the same thing when it comes to like a big wildfire event. Um, you know, getting the local resources uh, for help early, and then getting some of the the more outlying resources to kind of well. And the challenge is there's a lot of resources right now to be had because there's so many fires. There's so much stuff kicking off, yeah. So like uh, a lot of guys when they get demoed from our thing, they're gone. They're, they're going, going straight over fire, something else, yeah. Which so. maybe we will mm-hmm. in the next couple of days. Right? Yeah, we'll see what comes. We're kind of hopeful. Yeah, there is uh, there is departments from all over the place. Uh, yeah. We had uh, all the American hot shot crews yeah. coming up, um, and some of their whatever they're called task force Initial, or whoever yeah. they had their bosses mm-hmm. are. Um, but yeah, ton from California, Idaho, you name it. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see. Freaking Idaho, I go down there for a little <laughs> vacay, going to a theme park with the Fam Jam, and as we're pulling in massive fires just getting kicked <laughs> off. We're five miles away from it, from where where we're staying. We're checking in, and, you know, back <laughs> yeah, the wife's like, hey, uh, so, like, what's up with that fire? It's like, yeah, it's about five, five miles away. We might get evac. She's like, I don't give a shit where we have to park. I am going to Silverwood tomorrow. <laughs> All right, honey, we'll figure it it's out. It's like Emperor's landing on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get us on that roller coaster. Yeah. She's like, we'll just go on the water park. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, we'll bring them. Yeah, Doing a full Wally World on people. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did the pellet gun. We're going on rides. Exactly. This is happening. Uh, that was great. But it was more smoky there than it was when, when we got back. back yeah. up. So that was kind of weird. It, it was sweet because... Uh, I think the attendance was down a bit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like waits for lines were like really short. Nice. Yeah. It was good. But yeah, they had, uh, yeah, the one kicked off that day. And then there was another one a little bit further south of where we were, like not that much further. Um, and it had been going for three days. So they were really busy. We were seeing crews coming and going. Uh, there's an airport really close to us. So that was their start and stop. So you could actually hear helicopters start. And like come come back every night, hmm. so there was a lot. So of, it just reminded you of home. I was like, oh, I mean, yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What, um, the, it's just the start of August, so we still have two months of fire season left. Yeah, I I will be surprised if we're not back out somewhere else in the province. Yeah. Uh, once we're back back home, so uh, we've kind of got a loose schedule of crew. Um, it seems like we were getting slotted into being a tender. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because the guys, some some guys want the they want the glory of the engine or the glory of the bush truck, and it's like, yeah. eh. I'm like, the tender actually does a lot of work. Probably it's probably the hardest working truck out there, mm-hmm. and it keeps you busy. Yeah. Um, and when it when it turns bad, we're still pumping water. Like <laughs> we're defending ourselves or defending yeah. structures. So it's like, and we got all the water. <laughs> yeah. So you know, and then when it gets slower, we're still busy. So I like the tender. Yeah, um, they also they're like, one of the last crews to leave. So. Yeah, and it takes. You know, less resources out of our hall mm-hmm. to send yeah. a tender out on deployment. Yeah. I mean, the engine's cool and everything. I think the engine's better when you're, it's the initial thing that goes yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But in the later stages, the tender is definitely where it's at because you're driving around, you're filling bladders for the forestry guys, you're making sure sprinklers are running and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting the roles to the different apparatus. Like, because, like, in the Kapula area, uh, small area, small tight driveways, steep driveways. Yeah. Uh, so they actually had the bush trucks when we were there, just kind of wrecking the area and doing lookouts and yeah. stuff, and driving all over the place. Uh, which that's that's kind of a fun job too, as well, yeah. right? sure. rather than just being tied into just a water source and doing that. But yeah. like you said, like once things get moving, you're you're hauling ass in that tender. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're you're the engine boss, but you're also the the guy moving all the yeah, crap because there's, <laughs> so the, yeah. yeah, there's only two of you on that thing. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I mean, the two of you, when it gets busy are busy. Yeah. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, being 
being bored sucks. Yeah. You can see some of the other guys. Like when it does get a little slower, you know, the engine crews are trying to find work where uh, Tender Crew, you're always busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see what happens. Good. Perfect. Well, I mean, that was uh, a snapshot back of uh, the last couple, couple weeks for us. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll have a lot more to chat about as uh, August rolls on. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, we get a shiny piece of equipment coming in August that you can snap some photos and share it with you. We'll see. There you go. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll start rolling the shoutouts if nobody has anything else to add. Nope. Perfect. Well, let's chat about uh, Modus. The Swishers? I think we have to. Well, I think we have to. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Modus, they're making a new. Um, I don't think it has a name yet. Um, I'm not going to call what because there's a there's a trademark. I know one of the names. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, it's a portal stretcher. Um, so that's a new thing from Modus um, with some design features uh, specifically that we mentioned. That I'm sure you which is uh, one thing that's cool is this little strip of kind of rigid, not rigid, um, soft. What is that? Like vinyl? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to help if you're having to drag somebody across the floor or um, across some carpet. Um, it doesn't get hung up. It's like a friction material. Yeah. Um, anti-friction material. Anti-friction. So yeah. it helps with the slide if you, if you can't literally pick them up. So it's it's just a, yeah, it's a portable stretcher. It folds up nice and small. It gets uh, added in my, um, my back, my hydration pouch in my backpack. So it gets nice and small. Um, parachute material. Um, this is the Mark 1 version, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark 2 might have some uh, drainage holes for any bodily fluids or any. You could use it in water, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, isn't on their website yet, but uh, they sent it to us to kind of test and play with. Um, we also have the Modus uh, the X pouch. Yeah. Um, first version of that, we'll show that in another couple of days. But yeah, yeah. Um, what were they known for? Is their snagger tool, their um, spanner wrenches, all their kind of little hand tools. Um, but they are definitely getting into the more of the what is that textiles? I guess. Yeah. Um, so backpacks. Um, gear bags, oh, hydrant bags, um, apartment packs are coming, um, ho- um, radio straps. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, we saw a picture of one of those in, in progress. So lots of stuff coming from Modus. Um, check them out. Um, DTF five, we get five percent off. And I use I use my snagger every day on deployment. Uh, it's just nice to tighten some fittings down, or yeah. you know, if someone over tightens because when we're doing a lot of um, drafting, we have to make sure those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're tight, right? So yeah. yeah, I have one in my chest rig. Yeah, I got one. Yeah, yeah. right, sitting right in my chest rig, and it's a little heavier, but it's like you barely notice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does so so many things. So. Yeah, sweet, yeah. awesome. Uh, stop the weed. Stop the weed. Org or um, Yeah, go on uh, stop the weed uh, website. See if there's any courses or providers near you. Of course, uh, through methods of uh, massive hemorrhage control are direct pressure. Tourniquet application and wound packing. Make sure you have a good tourniquet, make sure it's out of the wrapper. Um, and you can check out our uh, YouTube video on that uh, information as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things, it's it's going to save a life. Um, a couple weeks back, we just finished teaching it again here at our hall. Uh, two days later, I think it was a day later, um, we had a traumatic uh, MVI and we ended up using a tourniquet on that call. So, mm-hmm. uh, And it was one of the people that was in my class. So it saves a life. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Ted Rolson. Ted Rolson. Uh, he was just actually in the Okanagan, but we were all busy, so mm-hmm. didn't see him. Um, got a new song out. Something about love. <laughs> Something about love. Something about love. That's the name of the song. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I will look it up while we're doing the rest of the shout outs. Yeah. And um, yeah, check him out on Spotify and check him out on his website and find out where he is because yeah. they've been doing some shows. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Wolf Tree. Yeah, Wolf Tree Coffee, and special shout out to Wolf Tree. Um, yeah. Through all this uh, this fire craziness that we've had with uh, so many firefighters in the area and whatnot, um, I, can't, I can't remember if it was the next day or the day after, I uh, got a message from from Wolf Tree saying, "Hey, there's somebody in the hall bringing you guys some coffee." They brought down a massive bag of beans nice. of our initial attack blend. Hey. Uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, it is sitting next to our coffee maker. It's fantastic. We, we're and crushing coffees those few days after that event. So, yeah, I bet. yeah, that was really really cool. Uh, they reached out to me locally to see if they could help us out uh, at our hall as well. Uh, and I say, hey, you know what? Like we've actually you know, no, we only have a crew of two that's going out there. Uh, but you know, you guys are going to be pretty pretty busy. And they're like, yeah, no, that's our uh, next thing to reach out to uh, 
Todd's crew here. Um, they always keep keep us going with uh, mm-hmm. with uh, some back back in Oliver. That's their hometown as well. But super super awesome to oh, come, so come good. support you guys, man. That's yeah. uh, just that you know classic hometown thing too, right? Absolutely. Small 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 business that completely gets it. So. And the theme of the coffee, it's the initial attack blend. And we're yeah. on this massive wildfire. Hello. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. 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 Missing, your Missing your love. Missing your love. Missing your love. Missing your love. That's the name of the song. Something of a love. Perfect. Check out Wolf Tree's website. Um, of course, they'll uh, they'll uh, deliver locally uh, with the shipping everywhere now as well. So. Yeah. And two bucks. Yeah, $2 off the initial attack plan. You buy a pound of that, goes to Honor House, which uh, we're a big supporter of, obviously. So, um, yeah, go do a good cause. So go online, check them out, Wolf Tree, and get an order of the initial attack plan. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and lastly, you're going to have us. Uh, you can find us on the Facebooks, uh, Instagrams, YouTubes, TikToks, um, all of your regular social medias there. Um, just a quick reminder, we are... Uh, we have completely moved away from our uh, old Facebook um, with the uh, classic orange logo. We've gone to the new uh, black logo. So if you haven't already, please make sure you slide over. Um, we are selling the shirts uh, everywhere now. Yeah, uh, thank you very much, everybody, for your support thus far. Um, shirts they are going well. Uh, we definitely still have some left, so we would love to continue to keep moving those. So what is it? Uh, the, the, it's the uh, DTF store. Uh, dot com. You can okay. see the uh, the link on our Facebook site there. Okay, so it's yeah. DTFF store, not DTF. Right, store. DTF. Yeah. You might find something different if you look at the yeah. DTF store. <laughs> Don't order something from that store. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, I don't know what they'll take off. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. DTFFstore.com. You'll find it on our Facebook site. Perfect. And send us a message, we'll send you a shirt. Happy pay work. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, so our uh, YouTube, we've been trying to get more active on that, uh, making some videos, posting some videos, been sharing that out on uh, all of our social medias there. Uh, but please make sure you go have a peek at the YouTube, uh, trying to uh, streamline people over there, uh, trying to be more and more active as well. So, uh, yeah, any more for any more, as Carl would say. No. Perfect. Well, done. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right. As always, stay safe, stay DTFF.